Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is primetime action on a Tuesday night. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could join us. Uh, a lot of baseball tonight. The postseason before the postseason. Playoff atmospheres in multiple cities tonight. The Yankees have taken the lead over the Blue Jays now. 3-2 to two, uh, in this ball game. Top of the fifth at Toronto. Again, the Yankees in the number one position. Toronto a game out of the number two position. Uh, the number two wild card position, that is. Uh, so that game in progress, but the Yankees with their first lead of the night after the Jays had led one to nothing and two to one, and the Orioles just take a uh, just took a three to two lead over the Red Sox in Baltimore. Uh, Red Sox had been leading that two to nothing, so that's good news currently for both the Yankees and the Blue Jays. Though obviously the Blue Jays and Yankees more worried about what's happening on the field on the diamond that they are playing on right now. Atlanta up on the Phillies two to nothing. And Atlanta with nobody out, runners at first and second now in the bottom of the six, trying to add on Bryce Harper over three tonight, two strikeouts. All right, one more. You just need this one win by the Pirates, Matt. One win. Yeah, that's all he needs. Good. We might get to debut my favorite winner video that we've made so far in the history of the show. If they can get this home in, yeah, in the next hour. Don't worry, they'll they'll find a way to mess it up. Are the Pirates? They are. They only have fifty-eight wins. How many Pittsburgh Pirates do you think are aware? that this win would get them to 59 and a season win total over. Not very many. How many Pittsburgh? I thought you were going to go with how many Pittsburgh Pirates can you name? Oh. <laughs> All right, let's go with that. <laughs> uh, Brian Reynolds. 
<laughs> I know Brian Reynolds. <laughs> Brian Reynolds up at the plate right now. Uh, You're like Willie Stargell, Dave Parker. Andy Vance like <laughs> Barry Lamar Bonds early days. Ladies and gentlemen, you can name Drew Dinsick though. He's the host of the uh, Deep Dive podcast. And of course, NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast. Here he is at whale underscore capper. Saw him in the morning, see him at night. Let's talk some football. How you doing, Drew? Great, man. That was outstanding banter. Uh, all I was missing off the top there was a little uh, a refresh of how Andy Murray is doing in the San Diego Open. How's he uh, doing, three, by two. the way? He's up 3-2 on Dennis Kudla. Uh, I was looking forward to head-to-head between him and Nishikori. Yeah, what happened there? Nishikori couldn't handle the heat. Bailed out. He uh, called it. Called it a uh, called it a tournament before he even took the court. So, by the way, some very uh, odd results today in, in San Diego yeah. and elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. I thought. Yeah, good match between um, uh, uh, Seb Corda and uh, Tommy Paul. I'm not sure if you saw much of that one, but Corda uh, continues his uh, ascendancy uh, in the uh, the ranks of the U.S. men's players, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, there were some other funny results. Are you, uh, are you, three are you going to either this tournament or Indian Wells? I have some dates in lined up for Indian Wells for sure. That middle weekend is usually pretty outstanding Yeah, because uh, they, you know, they, they, they set it up well where, uh, you know, they really reward the fans in the middle of that tournament, at least traditionally. So, um, I'm intending to go out that weekend because oh. it should be beautiful out in the desert. You know, knock on wood, it's not going to be a million degrees, but, uh, you know, fall out in the desert is usually pretty special. We're jealous. That's for sure. Uh, Drew, what bets have you made so far week four? I'm all over the place already, man. It's uh, It hasn't been a super terrific start to the NFL season for me. I'm, you know, treading water a little bit here, uh, tending, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm up on, I'm, I'm up in the contest, which is, uh, which is always a good feeling. Um, but, uh, haven't had a ton of success finding my groove in the sides and totals, but, uh, I've hit a few sides and a couple of totals. So far this week, see what you guys think. Um, I went to war with my uh, Cleveland Brownies. We talked about that this morning. I backed them at um, uh, on the open at minus one against Minnesota. That's out to minus two, minus one and a half. Not a huge difference either way there. Uh, my fair price in that one is Cleveland minus three and a half. So uh, as long as you're getting under a field goal, I'm pretty happy with Cleveland in that spot. Um, you know, the, the Minnesota Vikings and what Kirk cousins is doing with this wide receiver duo that he has to work with is obviously impressive. Um, but there were so many just schematic, uh, screw ups by the, uh, by the Seattle Seahawks in the second half of that game. Uh, and I have a tough time believing that a team prepped by Kevin Stefanski as the head coach who spent many years with Kirk cousins in Minnesota, uh, is not going to be prepared to try to make him beat them the hard way. So, uh, I think the Cleveland defense, which was super impressive last weekend against uh, the Chicago Bears, can continue their improvement as they trend towards a top 10 unit, uh, led by obviously defensive player of the year candidate, Miles Garrett. And uh, just in general, I like the looks that we saw from them offensively with uh, the addition of, uh, of what looks to be a pretty healthy Odell Beckham Jr. back into that offense. So uh, Cleveland is a fun look, uh, favorite look by far on the card for me, at least in terms of edge uh, compared to a fair number is the Baltimore Ravens heading to D to the uh, Denver Broncos, a uh, little bit of a difficult situational spot for them. This will be Baltimore's second week in a row on the road. Uh, and it will be at altitude and that's never a super, uh, comfortable place to play or place to bet on a team that is on the road in that spot. But, uh, I love the love, love the matchup here. Uh, Denver has faced, uh, three of the five worst teams, 
probably there's a case to be made that they're the three worst teams in the NFL so far this season. Uh, and so the fact that they are three and O really doesn't tell us much about Denver. Um, on top of that, they have had some attrition from an injury standpoint, lot losing Bradley Chubb, uh, losing KJ Hamler, losing Jerry Judy. They are now down to some reserves at some important positions. Uh, and the key really here for me was I haven't moved off my priors a ton. Uh, certainly not really for Baltimore. Um, I've upgraded Denver a bit, uh, but preseason we expected Baltimore to be three and a half point favorites here in this spot and to adjust them across zero as the uh, dog is just a wild overreaction to my, my, from my opinion. Um, we'll get a couple of these every year where you just have these unfounded uh, market adjustments that are based on kind of recency bias. I think this is one of them. Um, you know, Baltimore has some nice matchups in terms of bringing the blitz against a Denver team that hasn't really faced a reasonable pass rush so far this season. Uh, they have a decent, uh, you know, athletic advantage in their running attack against the Denver linebacking core, which is kind of the weaknesses of what is otherwise a, a relatively stout unit. Um, so it'll be a test to see, uh, you know, how they can handle some of the pass rush aspects, some of the secondary strengths of Denver. But uh, I think Baltimore gets the win uh, up at altitude and uh, put put some money line action in on them. Uh, took them at plus one and a half as well. So I'm double the double dip it on Baltimore Ravens this weekend. Yeah, I'm with you on both the, the Ravens and the Browns in, on, on that one. I am very curious, though. I do see a Jets mm-hmm. plus seven and a half on this board. Do tell, Drew. Do tell. Yeah. Not a great feeling going to the window and putting a ticket down on the New York Jets this season, surely. Um, but there are, there's one kind of key matchup advantage that I think really helps me have a little bit more confidence getting involved with the jets. And that is the Tennessee's pass rush has been virtually non-existent now for about 25 games. Um, and you know, coming into the season, they obviously they signed Bud Dupree. He has not moved the needle at all. Uh, and realistically, this defense is getting virtually no pressure on the quarterback, which is kind of the been the Achilles heel, at least so far for this young jets team. We really don't know what we have in Zach Wilson because he has been under duress early and often as he's gone up against some surprisingly good pass rushes through three weeks. Uh, And now he is finally likely going to have time in the pocket time to uh, kind of evaluate his situation. He's at home a little bit more comfortable. Um, And uh, you know, there are some key pieces here missing for Tennessee, including uh, potentially AJ Brown. He's going to be limited, if not unavailable for this game. A couple of uh, problems that the, uh, the Tennessee is having right now with their offensive line as well. Um, And while Tennessee is clearly the better offense, clearly the uh, you know the the much much better quarterback in this matchup, um, you know my fare on this one is only five and a half, and so you're going to get me across a seven here, uh, and I have to take the points with the uh, with the home dog and the New York Jets. Not a lot of opportunities to back this team this season. Uh, as I look down their schedule, this is one of the few spots that I think they have uh, the ability to do something offensively, given that uh, they're likely going to have time in the passing attack. Drew, the teaser leg most likely to torpedo betters this week. Uh, does it have to be like a specific advantage one or just no, any no, 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 anything? I don't love the idea of teasing the new New Orleans Saints down, really. Um, I still have humongous questions about what in the world is going on with the Saints offense. That number right now hovering around eight looks pretty tasty to tease down to two. 
Um, and I don't obviously love much of anything I've seen from the Giants. Not much I've loved from the Giants from a coaching standpoint. Um, but uh, the New Orleans can, you know, they, you know, Jameis Winston particularly can unravel you pretty quickly in a game if he's not having a sharp, you know, sharp performance. Um, and I still have some respect for this Giants defense, even though they've lost Blake Martinez now, and they obviously haven't had a great start to the season. Uh, interesting that that total was absolutely nuked. I mean, that thing got bet down from 47 to 43. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if it continues to tick down here, um, kind of giving you this, this general, um, you know, f- feeling about the, the fact that New Orleans is not going to run away and hide on offense in this game. Um, and who knows what you're going to get out of the Jason Garrett show uh, with Daniel Jones. It's not inspiring. It's not a team that I'm going to back or love to back even with the, uh, you know, even on a, like a long shot money line, uh, you know, small play, but, uh, that teaser leg looks pretty suspect to me and it fits kind of all of the major criteria that I think a lot of people are going to use six to nothing saints. It covers. <laughs> Six to nothing, Saints. It covers. Doesn't matter. I'm with you though. I'm, I'm with you, Drew, though, because it's not it's not a team I'm considering in Survivor either. It's something about it scares me. It's a little spider sense on the Saints Giants. I, I do not want to roll to the Saints in this one. Yeah, same. And I, I mean, if the Jameis Winston experience through three weeks has been really underwhelming. Yeah, really. And uh, I could entirely see him, uh, uh, you know, not exactly getting to a comfortable. Way. Fewer than 400 yards combined passing for Jameis through three weeks. 387. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it, man. Hey, best of luck tonight, guys. You too. Drew Densick at Whale underscore Capper. Bet the Edge from NBC Sports. And The Deep Dive with Andy Molitori. His two podcasts wherever podcasts are available. We'll preview late night baseball, among other things, on Prime Primetime Action. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is primetime action live from the South Point Hotel, Casino, tip of the strip, beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, where even the parking lot is eventful, apparently. Yes. Um, you know this uh, Pirates Cubs game? The Pirates, four outs away. From not only winning this game, but exceeding their season win total and cashing for all over betters uh, at 58 and a half. They're currently on 58. And it's funny because we're so immersed in betting. Like, I, I legitimately for a moment there caught myself thinking, like, the crowd is going to be whipped up into a frenzy and they're going to, like, storm the the field. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody has any uh, idea. They have, they, have, they have no clue. No clue. I didn't know until 20 minutes ago that I had a bet on it. That's right. How could they so know? That's fun. How could they know? You How could they know? I didn't even know. I actually have real money on it. Can you imagine that pep talk guy, though, pregame? Like, guys. Guys. It's been a long season. Yeah. But we're win total. But We've it got doesn't have to be a complete failure. Yeah. <laughs> you will have won a 59th major <laughs> league game. Like, let's get this one out there for the fans out there that bet our win total to hit 60 wins. <laughs> uh. Todd Wishnev, a co-star of the Showtime docuseries Action, who lives in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, actually attended a Pirates game, sat behind their dugout earlier this year, and started screaming about their team total in a game. And he actually had some back and forth with some of the players. The players like, wait, what do you what do you need? What are you betting on? They were curious about betting and what some of the things they could do in that game to actually cash that bet for people. I believe there was one. I, I guess it, maybe it was Todd, but I believe there was a bad beats uh, segment of uh, on Van Pelt Sports Center that picked one of those up. Uh, that is correct. That is correct. Was it Todd? Uh, he was in the background. When you saw one of the runners <laughs> rounding third base, you could see him. Over okay. the yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> when we infiltrate actual sports. Uh, Cardinals have tied it up. The Cardinals refuse to lose. Oh, and is that gone? No. That'll stay in the park. But 2-2, two to two, Cardinals tie up the Brewers through four now. Cardinals looking for their 17th win in a row. And the uh, and the Orioles are not playing nice. No. With the Red Sox over here who have lost three in a row. Give the, that's the thing about the Orioles. They've won 50 games, but they seem to play every night. They're always in it. What? It's just funny. It's like, man, they, they I mean, they lose every time, but right. still. Like, right. I mean, I mean like... don't get me wrong. They've lost over 100 <laughs> times, but they, they put out a good effort every night. So we do have three late first pitches, as you mentioned. We have a 945, 645 Pacific. That is the Diamondbacks and the Giants. This means something because the Diamondbacks are 50 and 106. And here's the thing: this, oh, if, this if, if this holds, they will be one game behind the Orioles as uh, as far as the worst game in the in in Major League Baseball. It's all Logan the game Webb matters for. It's yeah. the only thing that matters. For. Logan Webb, a minus two seventy five favorite for the Giants. Luke Weaver, a plus two twenty underdog. Gi- Giants up Diamondbacks. on the Diamondbacks as we mentioned by fifty two games. Do you think if a book had put Giants fifty two and a half over the Diamondbacks, like what would have been your number? On oh, that? it uh, had to been. 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 to 100. Yeah, yeah. They have the same win total, oh, right? More, more, more than that. We, we just more. got a tweet about that. Yeah, they have the exact same season win total. From Mike Palmieri. Thanks, Mike. For oh, what did he say? What did he say? Didn't he said say Giants it. are 52 games over the Snakes. Even Craziers, they have the same win total to begin the season. That, and so he's, the, I didn't even see that. That's exactly right. So, so because yeah, they had the be season win total. 30 to 1? The zeros would go off your computer screen. Like It would be outlandish. Because you'd be like, wait, that means the Giants would have to win the division. That's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. The D-backs will have to. I mean, this, they do represent the team that has fallen the shortest of their season win total this year and the team that has exceeded it the most. And they just happen to be in the same division. 10-10 Eastern, 7-10 Pacific is the Padres and the Dodgers. Uh, you Darvish and Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller, a minus 190 favorite, 160 on the Padres. So, Gil... This is where I, I, you know, I don't bet baseball this time of year typically, but the motivation factor in this game with a team that has every single bit of motivation there is on the planet and one that is just crushing, like yeah. like crushing defeat of not even being in the hunt in the final games. They're of the 500. Season. They're, yeah. they're 500. They're 78 and 78. Again, I don't, you know, if you wanted to take a walk down narrative street here and play that minus 185 on the Dodgers, I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world. Although, we're talking about the uh, Fathers and the Dodgers here, the Padres and the Dodgers. Do, do you think the Padres, because the Padres do have three games against the Dodgers, three games against the Giants. So they do at least have this ability to influence. To play spoiler. I would love to think, call me naive, right? I would love to think that the Padres enter these three games against the Dodgers and think to themselves, well, we're not doing anything, but I'd love to see these guys lose. In a wild card game, let's beat them. Am I being naive? I don't know. I just wonder. You hear these NFL players talk about it all the time. The NBA players that it like you know it's it's Cabo season. It's, you know, oh, as soon yeah. as like whatever. And I I wonder if like if you're the Padres who had aspirations of winning the World Series, much yes. less like not not much less like not being even in the playoff hunt. In as we head to the stretch, if you're not sitting in the dugout going. Can we just get these over with? Like, can we do, can we just get these over with? Yeah, I'm I'd ready. Be, to... I'd be working on my tan during BP uh, earlier in the day. Yeah. One, two, three, Cancun for the yeah. Padres. I, I don't know. I mean, they've also had that you know that whole Tatis dust up with uh, with Machado most famously, but there's reports 
Is he here this name? Vlad Guerrero Jr. Sorry to break my thought. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is stuck on 46. He's gotten into Cody Bellinger tomahawk every pitch mode. Remember when Cody Bellinger looked like he was going to win the home run title? Those of us who had tickets remember. And then, like, for the last month and a half of the season, he just, like, swung for the fences every single pitch. That's what it looks like Vlad is doing now. 46 for him, 46 for Salvador Perez, 45 for Shohei. Where does the uh, the people... Whoop. No, still up. Um, anyway, so I would hope the Padres put out a good yeah. effort, but, you, you're, you know, that's a valid question. Where are hey, your heads at? Final game of the night. 10-10 Eastern, 7-10 Pacific A's and the Mariners. Uh, Chris Bassett for the A's. Tyler Anderson for the Mariners. Go Mariners, because apparently I need the A's to win, lose every game of the rest of the, <laughs> for the rest of the season. So, go Mariners. Minus 105 on Anderson and the Mariners. Minus 115 on Bassett and the A's. I'm a huge Mariners fan tonight. Let's get this done. It's a new segment, Kelly. Matt discovers wagers that he has. Let's get, let's get, and, and I need the White Sox to lose out. Was the, Mar- they're winning. Wait, was the Mariners one of them, too? No, he needs the Athletics to, to lose oh, out. To lose. Right, yeah. I need them to lose out. Not what, likely to happen. What, what did the Mariners want, 11 in a row against the A's or some, some, something crazy like that? Am I making uh, that up? I don't know. I, mean, I am loving this. What did, what did you just find? Three bets that are live? Here's the no thing. no idea. You with remember. One game, with, with one game between a win or a loss with five games remaining? Yeah, but here's the thing. You remember if you're holding a 50 to 1 or a 70 sure. to 1 or something, things Wind come total, back around. Like, this is boring. Yeah. Like, this is just, it was made. It's been sitting in an account since Mar- whatever, March. And it is just, you know, it's now coming back around. That's, I typically don't make a lot of baseball season futures for this reason because, you know, you forget about them. Don't look now, but the Cubbies have runners at first and second in the oh, uh, top of the eighth. Come on, Bednar. <laughs> Down two. Matt has just discovered another player on the Pirates. Uh, yeah, Bednar. Mm hmm. So, again, down to their final four outs here. The Cubs looking to get back in this game. Oh, that was right down the pipe. Oh. Insert first name here, Bednar. L- literally the only show where we, we, we find meaning in this game. I am confident. Yeah, no one cares. This is not leading SVP tonight. This I'm Pirates confident game. I could not name a single one of these players. On the on Pirates. Pirates yeah. Listen, when Paul Sporer and Jason Weingarten do hits and they say out loud, they're like, Gil, I have no idea who this player is. Then you know it's. The funny season. Like, I'm looking at their, you know, this nine-player roster on here tonight, and, or lineup here tonight, and I've got first initial and last name. I cannot tell you the full first name of any of these players. Hmm. Yankees up on the Jays still, 3-2, to two, bottom of the sixth. Atlanta, those two runs have held up. Bottom of the seventh, two down. They still lead the Phillies in a game of huge consequence in the NL East with Atlanta up on the Phillies 2 to nothing, And the Phillies... Did have the uh, the three-game set here starting tonight against Atlanta to make up some ground. Not looking good yet. There is a shot into right field, and that is going to be caught. And the Pirates go to the ninth, three outs away from exceeding their season. That's my total. boy Bednar right there. <laughs> if, you've, if you've said one thing on this show time and time again, it's always count on Bednar. Always count on, insert first name here, Bednar. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever his name is. Uh, there, there's a few recognizable. I mean, like Colin Moran is, you know, for the for the Pirates, he's been there. Ben Gamble has been around the block. Ben sure. Gamble's been all over. Yeah, he's been around the block. So, I mean, there 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 are some guys, but yes, by and large, these are not household names for the uh, for the Pirates. There's no doubt about that. Hmm. I mean, uh, the Cubs are basically rolling out a lineup that of people that we hadn't heard. Cubs of. have been doing that for yeah. a month and a half. Yeah, Dude, that's that was the thing. Like usually, you know, these brain dead parlays that we do. 
usually start late August, early September. This year was like a minute after the All-Star break, a minute after the trade deadline. You're like, these teams have just <laughs> completely said, we're done. I'm getting word from the crack staff that it's David Bednar. <laughs> Got a full team all over the downstairs. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> believe, don't believe you. I don't believe you. Uh, we'll come back. We, we have a gentleman who, uh, who sends us in a question of the night every night uh, by the name of Ryan Hyatt. And Ryan, we we don't give you enough proper respect. Yeah, we don't. And if you're ever out here, we want to take you out to dinner. We do. Because the questions aren't just random questions. They're good questions. Uh, we'll repeat one of them and we'll try to answer it. His question of the night uh, has to do with uh, what folks miss the most when it comes to sports wagering on a basic level. We'll talk about that next on VEASAN's Primetime Action. Playing that jingle for like years now, and I've never heard that intro to it. Is that the uh, that's the twelve inch remix version? What was that? It's like I think it's literally the one we played every time before Brent joined the intro. Oh, all of two weeks ago. I see. Hmm, interesting. Skill Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, Tuesday night, Beeson's prime time action. Uh, top of the hour. Don't forget the nightcap with Tim Murray and Sean King. will uh, take over from Circa. We're going to do crosstalks with those two guys uh, at some point here? Yeah, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. All right. At this that. exact time. Too. Right. Do I get to kill Sean on on air for not showing up on a numbers <laughs> game? Do I get to do that? No? Sure. Okay, cool. I feel like you'll have no idea what you're talking about, but yeah. Yeah. He he won't have any idea. <laughs> I'm sorry, what's your name again? You're like, uh, what? All right, so we get these questions every night, and they are very thoughtful questions from Ryan Hyatt. Tonight's question when it comes to analytics in sports wagering, what's the most basic concept the average better misunderstands? What's different from analytics to stats or trends? So let's take the first part of that. When it comes to analytics in sports wagering, what's the most basic concept the average better misunderstands? I'll take a crack at this. Uh, I would say the most basic concept that the average better misunderstands is what is meaningful and what is not? What is true skill set and what is not? What is signal and what is noise? So there's a lot of things. Let's take the most basic thing. When a team is 3-0, and doesn't mean they're great. When a team is 0-3, doesn't mean they're bad. But that can extend to, let's take baseball, since we have baseball games all in front of us tonight. Baseball card stats as a kid, wins, losses, ERA, home runs, RBI average. We have learned as the years have gone on and as the decades have gone on, that those are not the most meaningful stats to address a, a player's true skill set. So in, in pitching, all you have to do is go to a site like Fangraphs, and you'll see things like fielding independent pitching and Sierra and all kinds of stats, swinging strike rates, uh, that cut very much closer to what the pitcher himself can control versus what he can't control. That's just sort of basically, that's just baseball. Football now has much more meaningful stats. Yards per play is more meaningful than you know, total yardage gained that the mainstream media or in a football broadcast that you'll see thrown around. Third down conversion rates are not parsed into third and two versus third and 10. So I, I think that's the, for the most basic level, since you're just asking the most basic concept, that to me, Matt, would be it, which is just not understanding what necessarily is meaningful, what is repeatable, what is sustainable. Yeah, and I think the other thing that, uh, a pretty basic concept that I think, people misunderstand that I see because like, you know, my, I have 
friends who were getting into sports betting and stuff. And as the jurisdictions open up and people who were who were super casual betters have now, you know, taken this a little bit more seriously and started and they'll ask me about things and I'll point them in directions. And I think one of the things that I've had to start to explain is not taking something also just because you see it, like taking it as gospel too. So like, that's the other thing for me is like when you start to take this more seriously and you see numbers and stuff like that, like everything should just be aiding you and making a decision in your, in your, in your process, whatever your process turns out to be. But it does not necessarily mean that that means automatically I'm going to do this, this, and this, because this says whatever. And so that's like, just, I think trying to figure out, you know, okay, I have a process. I want to make sure that I consider all of these things, but there are things that you consider as opposed to just because you see something and it says that on a piece of paper that it's like, okay, well then I'm definitely doing that. Yes. You know? And so like that to me is having to kind of explain that because you know, they'll uh, going back to, you know, golf, right. For, for the golf modeling and things that I do. And I'll say like, that's just a guide for me, for me to dig in further on certain players that I think might, present value throughout the course of the deal. It doesn't matter. Like if a guy is number one in my model, it does not mean I'm going to automatically bet that guy because mm-hmm. the price not might not work out or there's certain little things like that. So just understanding that, you know, analytics are awesome tools to use and help with your process, but it doesn't mean that it's just the gospel. It's a great answer. And I'll, I'll, I'll use tennis. Mm-hmm. I, I will do everything in tennis by numbers, but you still have to know that when it comes to a Riley Opelka or, or John Isner, that certain ones of your numbers just go out the window because of the volatility of their serving. Mm-hmm. When you're fading Fabio Fanini like we did last night, know that he's capable of beating anybody on any given night. I mean, there's there's numbers alone, and any one thing alone doesn't get you to the promised land. It's usually a smattering of several things, and you have to be able to know how to weight all of those things. And that, and that sort of brings us to the second part of this, which is the trends question one of the biggest things that I think on primetime action that the three of us have sort of, you know, railed against, or not railed against, but at least made one of our themes is a lot of shows are going to talk to you about trends. Trends oftentimes are, most of the time, are very easy to digest nuggets of information that make the person saying them sound smart and actually make you digesting them feel like you're soaking in smart information. But it does not matter that a team like Notre Dame, right, is whatever they are over the course of the last 14 years. It doesn't matter that a team, um, what was the one you guys love so much, umpires at home, right, (laughs) have this record on the overs versus the others. A lot of that stuff is just, it's like, oh, wow. That sounds, uh, I mean, and, and even if they are meaningful, just because something has happened doesn't mean it is necessarily predictive of it happening again. I, I think the biggest one with all those is especially focus on the time period, right? And I think that's where you were going with the Notre Dame, right? It's, it, it's just, is this, you always got to think when you see those of, of they perform this well in primetime games or this well at home over a certain amount of time, you got to ask yourself, is this the same team we're talking? In most sports, I think a Notre Dame example is a good one. College football, teams so drastically change every year, it's hard to say that this team is that good at home or whatever if the team's constantly changing year after year. So I think it's like I think some of them can be interesting to aid with what you're what you're looking at in a game, but just be careful. I think it's always one that you should be asking yourself questions about how much does this really matter. I might have this information right in front of me, but how much does it really matter to the situation and game that I'm looking at betting right now? More times than not, they're fun facts. 
Yeah. They're not necessarily actionable information. I mean, you know, look, you can, you can data mine anything. You can find anything to, so for example, and this is not, you know, not throwing jabs here or anything like that, but like, you know, I saw, I saw something this past uh, Sunday night where it was like the, or this past Monday, the under is two and nine in the last 11 Cowboys games when they are playing in the central or mountain time zone. Oh. Like, you know, like. Oh. It, it, They're just combining several It's just, it's you just, can data mine yeah. anything, right? Yes. Like, I mean, like you, you, it's just, that's just pulling stuff out of wherever. You know I mean? Like, and it's so. Out of where, man? Yeah. So, yes. I mean, like, we can exactly. even, you know, like, Jeremy, you could take this graphic. Like, I think this is, like, a good example of, like, I, I like building stuff like this for our show where this is interesting statistics of what the, you know, NFL ATS stuff has resulted in this year. However, you shouldn't be taking this and saying, well, dogs on the road are hitting at 65-plus percent. They're going to continue to do that all year long, and there's no way I should be betting any home favorites. I think that is... You will no. literally hear, neither of us will ever mention these. Right, exactly. No, I think the one thing that you could do is take this, and all you could do is digest this information, and maybe what you can do is try and, is try and, and parse whether you feel like home field advantage is not worth near as much as it used to be. Correct. Like, mm-hmm. you, you could take this and say, you know, listen, we have, because there's just, there's information like this over the last five or six years where we have started to see repeatedly that home field advantage is decreasing and decreasing and decreasing. And there's tons of different reasons for that. We've mentioned it multiple times on the show, but you know, for people who are just joining us, you know, listen, they have, they have these NFL teams because they're such big business now. I mean, they have people who coordinate their travel schedules, like down to the minute to where it's like, they know exactly the best time to leave exactly the best time to land exactly when they're going to do this, that, and the other. They're flying in private planes. They're fly, flying on either or, or chartered planes. They're flying they're, with their nutritionists, with their medical crew, with all these things like that, which just didn't happen back in the day. So, yeah, it was a huge advantage to play at home whenever you were, whenever your opponent was traveling by rickety bus and you were staying in a <laughs> motel, you know, like with, with the springs poking you in the back. And that's just not happening anymore, you know? And so... It's gone down a, a ton, and I think you can use something like that to at least kind of parse that out and maybe see if it's if it's even increasing. Right? Remember, remember that springs poking you in the back feeling from a school bus? Oh, oh, that's a, that's a feeling that uh, you don't lose. You never forget. Yeah, that yeah, feeling. oh yeah, yeah. What's that in the cushion? Like, why did? Yeah, yeah why did you put an industrial strength <laughs> spring in this thing for a, for? A, I'm seven years old. Like, what are you doing? Puncture a lung if you hit a pothole for, on me. <laughs> A lot of a lot of stuff has developed here. Cardinals now up on the Brewers four to two in pursuit of their seventeenth straight win as they inch closer to the uh, to clinching the number two wild card position. So they're doubling up the Brewers right now. The Orioles are doubling up the Red Sox. Top of the ninth, we four to two. We could be witnessing the end of the Red Sox season we here, man. Be, like man. just this little this little run they're on. Although the Blue Jays trail the Yankees three to two, so that would be favorable for the Red Sox. Obviously, they're Yankees fans tonight in that regard. If they're going to lose. Um, certainly they'd like to be the number one wild card, but they're certainly more concerned about their season continuing over getting home field in the wild card game. And of course, the one that everybody's watching, the Pirates are one out away from going over on their season win total. Just do this for me, Stratton. Man on first. He looks like a Preston. Preston Stratton. (laughs) Looks like a Preston. 
We'll come back. By the way, Atlanta also up on the Phillies, two to nothing. One out, top of the eighth, man on. We'll update it all next. Wrapping it up on Vicent's Primetime Action. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my day. day. <laughs> Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline hey sarah i love that spring break vlog you posted on zigazoo omg you watched it yeah it was edited so well I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Matt Brown, congratulations. The Pirates have gone over their season win total. 59th win. Preston Stratton for getting that home for me. <laughs> Just naming him. That was a not nice little save there, getting us up to 50, 59 wins on the season and cashing a ticket that I will have to find which sports book I made. Mazel tov. Yeah. Sounds like a winner to me. Oh, it's a new one. Oh, that's nice. John Daly getting buckets. Is that a real beard he was for? Yes, that's what John Daly was looking wow. like. Wow. Yeah. That is one white beard. At Arkansas basketball, because I don't know, his, his son's there doing something. Splashing the three. That's right. Congratulations to you. By the Red, the Red Sox have lost to the Orioles four to two. That is a bad loss. Red Sox with only a one game lead over the uh, Jays, but the Jays are down on the Yankees. They're down, they're trailing three to two, and in the top of the seventh, the Yankees with runners at first and second with two out, and Giancarlo at the plate. Man, that I wish you wouldn't have read me the Degrom one. I forgot I had that. That's that's bitter. Four twenty five yeah. on the greatest pitcher that like we will that nice. we have seen in a hot minute and, nice and that was that was that was that was good you think if you money. uh if you called that uh account you're like hey look he got hurt yeah could you uh could you maybe give me half the money back right i'll give you half is that how this works so <laughs> getting shut down and only pitching you know as many as many innings as he did jacob degrom threw 185 pitches of at least 100 miles an hour oh man all other starters in baseball, 167. What's he for the Cy Young right now? What is he? <laughs> What's his number? <laughs> That's his number? Wait, this, I just don't I want to say this because I did ask Jason Weingarten this one question. Like, what if we're all, because we're so trapped in our little corner of the world and these betting markets only have, you know, these certain players in there. What if what if we're all wrong on one of these? What if the player that's going to win one of these, we haven't even talked about? And specifically, I was talking because I had that conversation with my San Francisco buddy. He's like, oh, Brandon Crawford's the MVP of the league, right? You know, best team, uh, most, uh, you, know, uh, you know, balanced player offensively and defensively, career year in some respects. It's clearly Brandon Crawford. But what if, like, what if... What if voters are thinking the same way? What if there's a contingent of voters who are like, yes, that's what I'm betting on for MVP, Brandon I mean, Crawford. Dougie, it's, it's the tough part about award betting, right? And, and like, I mean, you can never you can never be sure you anything's cashed until it cashes. Let's put, let's put it this way. Would it be that outlandish that once, and by the way, these get announced right after the postseason. So it'll be early November when these get announced. They'll be voted on right after the regular season, but announced in early November. Oh, man, Would you it, wait till November to get my yeah, Otani money? Come yeah. on. Yeah, you got 30 days. Me too, man. So we have to, and my Soto money. And we have to wait till then. But would it be that surprising to you if we get back the results and we find out that it's like Soto, oh, whoever. Let's just say it's Harper, right? Harper, Soto, Tatis, Crawford. Like some dude that we've never talked right, about ends up finishing one, fourth. Whatever, yeah. That would not surprise me at all. So I just I just want to point that out. So if DeGrom gets a vote or two, do not be shocked. Because I think there will be one or two voters who are like, I don't care. He was the best pitcher, period. Uh, I, I mean, in... I think the, a good example is the one you brought up earlier. We were talking with the NFL and those past Rookie of the Year votes. Which oh, yeah. one did you say? Was Zach Martin finished second? Zach Martin finished second. Like I remember. I mean, obviously that that was one of the years where John Carlos Stanton to the indeed. moon. Yeah, three run ding dong, six to two he Yankees. Annihilated. That <laughs> he pulverized Holy that baseball. Holy moly, dude! When that guy hits him out. And the Blue Jays, and then the crowd in Toronto, a little skip at third base, the, uh, the, the crowd in Toronto goes silent. 
and the Red Sox breathing a sigh of relief on that homer. That made them happier than anybody. And now the Mariners are sitting ready to play the Athletics, and they're like, oh boy, if we win tonight, we could move past the Blue Jays and be within a half game of the Red Sox for the number two wildcard position. That's what that Mariners game means tonight, if this score holds. Well, already with the Red Sox, they could be within a half. But they could really be, you know, they could move past the Blue Jays if this holds as well. So the Mariners game tonight just becomes super dramatic with the with the Seattle Mariners very much in the thick of the wild card race. We thought they would fall off a hundred times already this year. I'm just looking at that. I'm just looking at this Jacob DeGrom stuff. And it's like if he could have made yeah. four more starts, I think you would have had a legitimate I agree. Because we said when he remember when he got hurt, we we're like, if he gets back because they were like, you come back in September. Yeah. And I said if he comes back kept early saying, September. Yeah, I kept saying September. And he and he has four starts and he's just the same pitcher he was, he's clearly the the gonna be the Cy Young Award winner. I mean, Garrett Cole, who is second in voting in the in the in the AL. A hundred and hundred and seventy five innings for him. Second in odds. Yeah. And two hundred and thirty seven strikeouts, right? Mm-hmm. He made 29 starts, almost twice as many as Jacob DeGrom. DeGrom made 15 starts. Cole's ERA, and we understand ERA and all, end all be all, but 308, right? Again, struck out 237. DeGrom made half as many starts, 15 starts. 108 ERA. He struck out 146 mm-hmm. in 92 innings. You don't have to sell me, man. 92 innings, and he struck out 146 people. I promise you, there are going to be a few voters who vote him as the Cy Young Award winner. Not enough to win it, but there's going to be. And I'm, and they're not wrong. I mean, if you if, yeah. if you just double that output, so if he makes what, what Cole made, he strikes out 300 guys. He's 70-something more strikeouts than Cole does. He is. He's otherworldly, that dude. Otherworldly. Yeah. Four, four more starts you could make, especially in the NL where there is not anyone that was a clear winner. Like, mm-hmm. four more starts you could have made a, a real case for I him. said it. I said if he goes back early September, it's the same pitcher. He's winning that. And people people didn't believe it at the time. They're like, nah, he won't win. He doesn't have enough. I don't I don't think you can play by the by the with, with starting pitchers now being lifted from games earlier and earlier with every year. I don't think you can you can ascribe the same kind of criteria you used to. To these things, like oh, he only pitched this amount of innings. It, these pitchers don't pitch the same right. anymore. Fourteen point three K per nine. It's ridiculous. That's insanity. Every night we were in here, we nerded out. Remember yeah. when he was? We were like, "What's he going to do tonight?" We sort of took off our betting hats and like got super nerdy with with Degrom. That's that's what he does to you. Zero point five five whip. <laughs> Man, it's just it's just it's it's crazy crazy. Kelly, did you want to look at these World Series odds? One real quick because we only have a few minutes. Yeah, sure. We We're on the old uh, rundown here. So let's take a look at them. We, we looked at them briefly with Jason Weingarten earlier. Astros, because I know I have a ticket on that. <laughs> Bam. Dodgers plus 340, which is essentially kind of where you could get them before the season. A little higher. My Dodgers is not quite 4-1, to one, but that's basically where they are uh, now as they were then. Astros are plus 450. Brewers 7-1. to one, White Sox plus 750. Rays 8-1. to one. And I still say the Giants have the best value on this board at plus 850. I just, I don't buy into the whole thing that, okay, they're not built for the postseason like these other teams. Maybe they're not, but as Paul Spore very accurately says, this whole concept of you need great frontline starters now, 
It's not how the postseason is played anymore. You just need a bunch of good pitchers to fill out games. And the Giants have that. So to me, that's still the best bargain on the board at plus 850. I understand it's a, a little bit of a different scenario, but at three times the odds, wouldn't the Cardinals fit the same mold as the Giants? And you're getting three times the I understand they have to get... They got one game, though. Yeah, they, I that's understand the they got to get through the... the yeah. The uh, the wild card game, but but yes, three times the odds, right? Well, but that they got to they got to go on the road and face Scherzer and the Dodgers. That's the problem, right? So or Giants, or Giants, technically. How about the Mariners at one hundred fifty to one? Man, you want to take that? Mariners could be a half game out of a playoff position tonight. My Mariners, one hundred fifty to one. It's, it's, they're my Mariners until they're my Astros. I, I think I don't have any. I don't have any team futures bets on MLB. I might take a stab if I can get a Yankees number at that or higher. I might take a stab on just because of their bats. Just because of their bats. Sure. Love the bats. I mean, you see John Carlo like that. It's, it's incredible. You get you get sucked I mean, in. Every time I watch the Yankees, I'm like, how are you not like how, how are you not scoring more? He how broke that baseball. Scoring? I mean, that baseball's broken. <laughs> they will never be able to use that baseball. <laughs> Was it the Sandlot or just unravels? Just destroyed it. Atlanta three outs away uh, with the two nothing lead over Philly. Three outs away or top of the ninth starting with Bryce Harper who's zero for three on the night. Let me repeat that. Bryce Harper zero for three. I didn't check on Juan Soto. Bryce and DeChambeau uh, advanced today in the World Long Drive. Yeah, but uh, he did not cash his over. I believe on the over under of longest drive he'd have. Oh, what was he supposed to? What was it? I at? think it was like four twenty-five. I don't think I, I don't think he had one long, uh, that long, right? One Soto's over two. Over two. I just saw you. Over two. Over three on Harper. Over two on Soto. And now Harper will get a three-two pitch here. Phillies down two to nothing to start the ninth inning. Uh, this is a rather large pitch for the Philadelphia Phillies, who are two and a half behind the Braves and desperately need to win at least two of these three games, if not all of them. And Harper fouls it back. All right. We've done all we can do. For Matt Brown, for Kelly Bidlin, I'm Gil Alexander. Thanks for watching tonight. Uh, The nightcap is next. Tim Murray, Sean King over there at Circa to uh, take you through the rest of the night. Consequential Mariners game, as we talked about. And, of course, the Giants and the Dodgers both in action. They'll take it from here. Enjoy from VEASAN, the sports betting network. and this is 20 questions on deadline joining me today is allison Bree. welcome allison we got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album the one that was like you've already won me over oh that's a good one yeah it's a very slow all the options in spite of me (laughs) like what did we do it's so slow don't forget to listen to 20 questions on deadline thank you again allison thank you Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN.